0: What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. We've got a killer guest with us today. Dustin Brome is with us, back with us, actually, a repeat guest, and we're talking all about the number one mistake that agents make on Instagram. They're doing it right now, in fact, somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the country, there is an agent posting something to Instagram right this very second, which is about to scroll across your feed and cause massive, massive projectile vomiting across the entire world, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So with that being said, my my illustrious colleague, the junior grandmaster himself, is in the co-pilot seat where you so belong. Greg McDaniel, what's up today?
1: What up, Johnson Face? Yeah, man, we were going over the things that people do, agents do on a consistent basis that really suck. Uh, on your Instagram and just how irritating they are all of us were, were laughing about it going oh man if these guys could just not do this not do that and Dustin was bringing some really really good content to the table about what to do uh to get more insight get more eyeballs get more interaction and some stuff that I'm not kidding you I mean I'm already taking notes I'm like oh, I should totally be doing this I should totally be doing that so I know I'm looking forward to this so Dustin Great to have you back again. And of course, Gene Volpe. Always good to have you, you two gentlemen here. This is well, I'm no I'm honored to have you guys back. Matt, his piece of coal of a heart might not be feeling that same way, but I have warm and friendly feelings. Me. I'm honored. Come on. He loves me. He loves <laughs> me.
0: I do love Gene. Uh <laughs> Dustin, what's up today? Officially welcome. Hey, thank you guys. I'm looking forward to it. So, for those that don't know you, don't listen uh, to your podcast because uh, we—I'm sure there's some crossover in our audience. You've been on our show before. Tell people a little bit about your background, and the—and uh, then we'll get to your podcast as well.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, I I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've been an, an agent for about eight years. The first four years were a total nightmare. Uh, couldn't make ends meet. Just I wasn't selling enough homes or getting enough leads. So I was doing the wrong shit. I was door knocking, cold calling, and stuff, which. I know for some people as it's, it's a fantastic strategy, but for me, because I hated it and it didn't feel natural, I sucked at it. No. So it wasn't until for me, I found content marketing, um, about, yeah, about four years ago, three, three and a half, four years ago, and started creating content, started blogging, got a website and everything changed. Uh, cause I enjoy it. Like I enjoy the marketing. And so, um, I've just kind of found what works for me in my real estate business. And, and then, yeah, I started the podcast to, uh, to help others kind of do the same thing and, and on their journey because I think the number one problem that agents have is getting new business across the board. I mean, there's a lot of little different things, but it, ultimately, if you can't get clients yourself, like you have no longevity in this industry. It's it's freaking hard. It's hard yeah. enough <laughs> when leads are coming out your ears, let alone like if you don't have any. So uh, it's just become a, a passion project of mine to help other agents do it because it's something I can do well, and uh, yeah. So I started the Massive Agent Podcast back in January. Um, I went and walked the dog, and and I was like, I was listening to uh, was another podcast. I think it was Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income.
1: Oh yeah, good mm-hmm. show.
2: Great show. And uh, somehow I blacked out, and by the time I, by the uh-huh. time I got home from the from the walk, I uh, I was downstairs recording my first episode, and I'm like, whoa. Well, shit we'll just call it the massive agent podcast because what's bigger than a mega agent i'm like a massive one boom wow. so stupid but it works and uh and i've been doing it weekly ever since and and it's been fun it's been good
1: that's awesome, awesome. you know I, the what i really like about that is that you aren't generic and i think that's where a lot of people fall in, in real estate marketing is there everyone's very very generic it's very inbred as our good friend glenn twiddle would say so the incestuous. Uh, marketing. Everything looks the same, sounds the same, everything acts the same, and nothing stands out. Nothing's blue water hunting. It's all red water hunting. And I love the fact that you went out and you just said, look, dude, this fucking sucks. I hate the calls. I hate doing the doors. What do I like? And you went and you honored who you are as a person, which is so uniquely different because nobody does it. They only listen to everyone shout from the rooftops. You have to only do it this way. When in regards, you're like, no, I don't have to do it this way. I can do it a different way. I can do it my way. And you, you literally wasted no time. I mean, you got out, and you just, you, like you said, you're listening to a show, you went, bam, you created a show. Yeah. And you never looked back. Right. Uh,
2: something happened early 2018, because, like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to have an online course. I've always wanted to do a bunch of things, and it was, it was just like, well, I'll get to that eventually, right? The same old shit. I'm busy, that we all do. I'm too busy to do X, Y, or Z, and... I don't know. Something happened at the beginning of this year, right around New Year's, that I was just like, I was like, just freaking do it. Like it's gonna suck at first, mm-hmm. but just do it, and then learn how to make it better every time. Um, yeah, with and,
1: the podcast, with marketing, with everything. And everybody, yeah, every, everybody waits for it to be perfect, just yeah. perfect before they jump in. I'm yeah. reading a book right now. Matt's reading the same book called Scrum. Scrum, uh, fantastic book. How to do twice the amount of how to get the twice the, the results in half the amount of time. Essentially, it's a phenomenal book.
2: I'm writing that Uh, down.
1: And it is because it it, it, it will shift your mindset on how to do stuff on how and how to interact with teams and grow your business uh, and how not to wait, how to take immediate action, do what you call sprints and there's a ton of other stuff, but it's really cool. I mean, and you are the definition of that. You just took massive action immediately and then you became a student of content marketing, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once you, I've always kind of wanted everything to line up and and have all my ducks in a row and wait for that perfect timing, or you don't want to put a video out until it's edited just right or whatever. Right. But I think I just got pissed at myself for waiting so long because I saw how big podcasting was getting and I saw how big uh, online courses were getting and like and and everything. And I'm like, why the hell haven't I done it? Like I have so mm-hmm. much to bring to the table, but here I am just you know twiddling my thumbs like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I just I was like, screw it, I'm just doing it. And and. Yeah, I've kind of trained myself to do that. That's not my natural uh, inclination. Um, so I've just kind of become the person that just does shit and then figures it out later and worries about it later, for better or worse. You know, mm-hmm. th- that could be dangerous.
1: <laughs> 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 well, it, it, we're talking about juggling knives. You might want to get some practice before you're doing that. Getting out and doing content yeah. marketing, just get the fuck out the door and start doing something. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's going to be an abortion dumpster fire of your first round, but that's <laughs> cool, man. At least you did it. I mean, you, you go back and watch, I challenge any of you guys, go back and listen or watch Matt and I's first like attempt at this podcast. First off, what the hell was I doing? What was my hairstyle? I don't know. And then second off, our format was completely backwards. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know what lane Matt and I were gonna be. in. we had no format, but we just started doing it. We did it every single day. Well, i tried to make Matt do it every day. <laughs> what do we start, like once a month? <laughs> once, yeah, once a month, then twice a month, then
0: once a week, then
1: three times a week. All right. Um, nice.
0: So let's. Uh, there's there's a question that caught my eye that I want to bring to you guys before we jump back into content marketing because this this is just a hilarious question. Uh, this is from uh, David McLaughlin. This is in the Lead Gen Scription Objections Facebook group. It says should sellers be able to listen in on showings of their home using video cameras and other tech? So Dustin, let's start with you. What's your what are you seeing and what's your opinion on this trend?
2: Yeah, I think they should be able to. I mean, in, unless you make a law that says otherwise, because right now there's not that I'm aware of. Like, it's their house. It's, I mean, That's right. And I always tell my buyers whenever we're, we're in a house, like, you realize it's 2018, people have cameras, they have Alexa, they have, you know, everything. Um, so just, just plan on every single house that we go into, plan on being listened to, plan on being watched. You're on camera. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once they just have that in their head and that's their expectation, it's cool. But, you know, if you're not expecting that, yeah, sellers are going to be listening in. And, you know, if I was selling my house and I had a camera up that had audio, you better believe I'd be listening in. Well, I personally probably wouldn't give a shit, but I could understand why people would. (laughs) Um, But then it's dangerous because people are going to be tearing your house apart and be like, oh, this paint sucks. and. When it's your favorite paint in the world, and you know your grandfather, it was his favorite paint, and all of a sudden they're shitting all over it, and so it, it, it could be dangerous. That's right.
0: <laughs> I only use Gene-approved paint colors in my house, so that's I'm 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 all good. Um, yeah, <laughs> Gene, they I'm call curious. that
3: they call that builder's grade because I I ain't <laughs> yeah. nothing.
0: Exactly, anything. exactly. Well, I do. I do have a room in my house that's just nothing but green and silver, like forest, forest green, silver room in honor of Gene. So, uh, so Gene, what's your what's your opinion on this?
3: Yeah, I'm with Dustin on it. I mean, I you know, I think a couple episodes ago we had um, I brought on a Wise camera, right? So you can buy these Wise cameras, high uh, high def. Um, they're like this big, and I got them all on each floor, so I can actually span the whole floor. And they're, they're two-way audio, too, which I don't know if I told you the story, but I scared the shit out of my wife. Did I, <laughs> I, I tell you about that? No. <laughs> so she, I put them up. She didn't know I had them up. And I waited for her to come home one night. She was rolling in. I was on my way home and from a restaurant, and I knew she was on her way. And I timed it so that when she opened the door, so I turned the audio on. And the audio itself <laughs> is a little bit gruff anyway because so, it's, it's like you can hear me sit like this. And I oh went, so as she walked in the door, I went, Lynn! Like, <laughs> and she, she literally jumped through the roof, man! Like, scared the hell out of her. She was so mad. Um, so, so when I do it here. I have it here. I have it on each floor. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm with Dustin. I wouldn't watch. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't watch or talk to people as as they were in my house if I was selling it. But the reality you start answering is answering
2: their questions.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, right. <laughs> That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> the bathroom is at the end of the hall. Please take note of the travertine tile. That would be good, actually. Yeah. So, so I mean, the reality of it
3: is, is that the ring doorbell's there. The, I mean, you know, the Nest doorbell. The, there's cameras everywhere. They yeah. all, they record. I can go back and look. I mean, yeah. So the reality of it is, is, is you're probably showing houses right now where that's the case. But you just, I think you got to have, like everything else, you should have a little disclaimer. when We go in. Hey, by the way you know, don't say anything in here that you wouldn't say to the owner's face because we're probably being watched, you know?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're in a weird niche of time where, yeah, people are being, you know, too honest and not thinking about themselves being recorded. And then sellers are getting, you know, if, if they do monitor it, I can see them getting extremely offended. However, I do think that makes the agents, uh, us as the agent in that relationship, it, it, It's been very tough. I mean, I remember my very first transaction having to pass along like negative feedback from the buyers and the buyer's agents over to the seller and just getting crucified, um, you know, for just being essentially the bearer of bad news, which should not be the case, but I think it ends up being the case. If there's any benefit out of this, it's definitely that sellers get to hear it from someone that's not us and they get actual real time data. Like I, I would be, if I was a seller, I would be analyzing that tape and I would be taking the, the, the feedback seriously. Um, whereas in the past, you know, if your agent just passed that along and said, hey, I think we need to change that paint color. you'd Just tell them, screw off. I like it. It's going to stay. We'll find a buyer that likes it. So, Greg, what's your uh, what say you on this whole topic?
1: Uh, when I started door knocking again about a year and a half, two years ago, um. I think I've told this story. Um, I went door knocking and I completely, when I first started door cameras weren't a thing in front of houses. I mean, I, don't, I remember there was one house that had cameras and there was like a creepy house, like there had to be drug deals going on there, like 10 cameras in front of them. But I forgot that everybody was being recorded at all times and me being a complete dipshit um, decided that I was doing, a, <laughs> I was doing a Facebook Live when I was door knocking, kind of showing people how to, how to do door knocking and everything. And I was not thinking that maybe there would be a camera on me. So I was walking, I can't believe i tell this story. And I uh, walked and I'm like, oh, check out this cool backyard. And all of a sudden this dude comes charging out of his house. What the fuck are you doing looking over my fence? What's going on over here? And I'm like, oh wow, I, this guy was gonna beat me down. And it, it taught me a really big lesson. You're being recorded at all times. So um, what I would say is that it is a fact of life um, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I am a fan of the security, but I'm not a fan of having cameras all over the interior of a home. I think that's a little purvish uh, to be recording everything throughout the house. Exterior, cool. Interior, mm, I'm 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 cool, man. I, I can skip that. But I mean, it is a disclaimer that we do need to be aware of with our buyers these days. Saying, hey, look, there. Let's talk. Let's have our comments outside. You know, when we get out in the in the street, let's talk then. Let's just gather data inside, then go outside, because we don't want to offend somebody when we could get the house. But if you tell them that they're, like you said, your your grandfather passed down this certain color on the wall, and you you thought it was hideous and you offended their entire lineage, well, that's probably not the wise best idea.
3: Yeah, and by the way, those be careful when you're outside too, because those oh, yeah? doorbells pick oh, yeah. up audio, and trust me when I tell you, you can hear stuff a hundred feet away. Oh, it's insane. Yeah,
1: it's insane. Um, I put a link into the, the wise cam, uh, into the, into the feed, uh, uh feed here guys. So if you want to check it out, take a look at it. My, uh, Gina, these are the ones that like the camera can move up and down and stuff, right?
3: Well, no. And so you can move it when you set it, but once you set it, it's stationary, it's not panning. Uh, like, these, these are like, they're like they're, 24 bucks a pop, dude. You can't, you can't beat the quality and it has like, you can do, um, what, infrared. So at night you can still see stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Hmm.
1: All right. All right. All right.
2: All right, let's jump to Instagram.
0: Yeah, Dustin, what's the number one mistake people make?
2: I'm I think it's so funny and it it makes me cringe every time I'm scrolling my feed and I see someone put their goddamn flyer as a PDF <laughs> on Instagram. It, with all the little print, right? Like all the all the deta- the property description and everything is just you know do do, and and most people don't even know you can you can zoom in on an Instagram photo. You can, but who the hell is going to do that on oh. on some horseshit like that? So it just gets people just scroll right past it, scroll right past it. And what you're doing when you do that, it's not just like a one-off thing. Like oh, you know, cool. I do that post, no one's going to see it. You're training people to not pay attention to you. You're training, and you're training the algorithm that people don't pay attention to you. So you could do 30 shitty posts in a row. uh, That's all about your your open house, your listing. You know, I'm the best realtor in town. Hire me. You know, if it's all that all the time, and then all of a sudden you do this amazing post that really should have gone viral, Instagram is not going to show it to anybody because you've you've taught Instagram you suck, and no one's (laughs) going to pay attention to you, and they're not in the business of showing shitty content to people. Mm -mm. So just Long story
1: short, stop putting your flyers on Instagram for God's sakes. So let's 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 say okay, so someone hears this podcast either live now or in the replay somewhere, and they're like, okay, well that's great, Dustin. What do I need, I told my sellers that I was going to advertise my their property. Riddle me how I'm going to do that then. So sure, what would you say to that that agent? I would say they need to be more creative
2: because or not even not even it's not even creativity like just take a step back and and look at what you have your hands on instagram is visual and you're selling real estate which is visual so Mm -hmm. there's there's some photo or some view or something from a house or maybe maybe the house sucks but it has a Nest thermostat take a picture of that and teach people what that does for them like you know this is a nest thermostat it's you know 199 at home depot and blah 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 blah. here's what it does it's it learns it does this and that and and then you're educating and people might see it and be like wait i've always wondered what that was and now i know because
1: i saw it on their instagram Mm -hmm. that's That's how you can advertise it that's so simple and so easy and i mean if you don't know what a Nest is or any of the smart thermostats go google it they'll give you a little description and you can just regurgitate that description back out on camera. You don't have to have actually be a working, you know, per, you know, perfectionist or just someone who knows everything about it. Just know the basics about something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just just, just plug it into the Google and it will tell you.
1: And, Z uh, Google?
2: Uh, the yep. Google. Yep. <laughs> Z the Google. A. Yeah. Um, there's so many things you can do. I mean, and you can put up to ten photos on there. So if you have a listing that really does have some great photos. Show those, and then mm. talk about it in the in the description in the caption. Uh, don't like it, here's the number one thing, and and I think most people know this, is you have to get somebody's attention first. Yeah, nothing else matters That's if it. you don't get their attention. They're never gonna see your shit. There, if you want, if your sellers want you to post one of those flyers on Instagram, just tell them. Look, my number one goal is to get someone to actually see it. They're not gonna see that. They're gonna scroll right past it. So. No you know, use listing photos, use, um, if they have a great,
1: uh, like a new, well, do, do yeah, listing photos if they're done professionally.
2: Yes. And be honest with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Not the,
1: not the iPhone. IPhone, iPhone photos. No iPhone.
2: bad. And It's even worse if they're not iPhone photos. They're just like, black Android photos for God's sakes.
1: Android people. Ugh.
2: Yeah. Listen.
1: <laughs> um, now, I love that idea people are, are, I mean, they they don't, sometimes they, it's not that they don't know what to do. They're afraid to do something different because they get told to do something. Um, would you encourage people to be, you know, if they think about it, just to take action and do it. And nine times out of 10, it's going to get attention because it's something different that other people aren't doing, right?
2: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's the thing. Like, I think people, no matter what your mentor <laughs> is telling you, you have to think, is what I'm about to put out there, is it really going to get somebody's attention? Is it really? So right. even with your listing photos, like Greg said, make sure that they're professionally done. And even when they're professionally done, if it's just like a middle of the road home that's totally average, nothing attention grabbing about it, don't use them. Be honest right. with yourself about that. Just because you have them and it's your, your obligation to market that listing doesn't mean you have to do it that way. It, maybe the house is total shit but you know a block away there's this amazing park mm-hmm. go do a video about the park
1: mm, that's go do a, a video idea. about the
2: park and how it's only you know a three minute walk and then there's a, a bus stop over here and the train station here and and you know do a little drone video of the of the park take take the drone off from the front porch of the listing fly it over to the park and show how close it is oh, that's, that's a good the idea. way to do it great idea
1: that's a really good idea. I've what I've told people is to give the property a personality. You know, you know, make the house the celebrity, not you the celebrity. Um, and <clears throat> I've told them go to um, neighborhoodscout.com, type in the zip code, find out you know notable and unique things or or people that live around that house, and then like you're saying, the parks, the people that you know make people want to live around other people like themselves, right? Yep. So let's attract those type of people. That's the right buyer. That's the value.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's it, Once you start thinking about it from, from the goal of getting attention first and then being interesting, like actually interesting, if it's not going to get your attention, it's not going to get somebody else's attention. And if it's not going to keep yours, it's not going to keep someone else's. Mm. So just approach every single listing like that. And and if you don't have any listings and you're you're just trying to like – brand yourself it's the same thing you know don't don't keep posting pictures of yourself go show off your knowledge of the area because somebody want people want to work with a local expert
0: mm-hmm.
2: there's a million agents you know there's no shortage of agents so good luck standing out with uh, if if you're trying to play the i'm the best realtor game you're you're not going to win that but you can be the the best local expert or the someone someone with a personality that somebody does want to work with Mm-hmm. So th- th- that's the thing some people don't want to work with the number one agent in town because they're a douchebag <laughs> Right, I,
1: a couple people come to mind all of a sudden. That's so weird
2: it, it's weird. <laughs> but the way you say things the way you deliver things your personality Someone might think think oh it'd be fun to work with them. I'm gonna hire them to sell my house. I've had that mm-hmm. happen to me uh, just it, it It really is so damn simple
1: you know the uh, I was speaking with the Altman brothers down in Australia. Matt and I were <clears throat> earlier this year, and they said one of the biggest things that they did uh, to stand out when they're going to a two million to a fifty million you know dollar home, they do their their presentation. Then they say, hey, let's go see what your home looks like from the air. And they go out, they pull the drone out of the out of the car, and every the kid and every human being comes out at that moment like ooh drone. I don't care if you have a net worth of a billion dollars or more. You see that drone, you become a kid, you want to see it fly, you want to see it do cool stuff. That's the same thing people interact with, you know, your 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 stuff on Instagram or, or Facebook. That's the same thing I do. Whenever I see a drone shot, I just sit there and stare at it. Yeah. And I didn't even know this. Didn't they have they have legitimate professional drone pilots that race? I saw this on a sports channel. I was like, "What the shit?"
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy.
1: Where do I sign up for that? Dude, I know, man. Talk about dork to the whole other level. I mean, jeez, and they get paid ever, for this shit. You ever watch it for five minutes? They're awesome. Oh, they're insane. They are yes. insane. They they mm. go at like Mach two. Now imagine having that go through your house. <laughs> now that would be fun. Until they crash, then that's mm. not so fun. Matt, you're oddly quiet today, and you make me. It is actually, well, I is. know. He's usually very um. bouncy.
0: Yeah, let's talk about nostalgia a little Bouncy. bit. Um, so Dustin, we talked about this before we went on the air and I don't think we covered it yet, but talk talk a little bit about the um, the strategy of using nostalgia in your posts and, and really hitting some places that people have nostalgic feelings for to, uh, to incorporate that into like your Instagram and Facebook marketing.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and, and I'll give you some specific examples of content I've done that just went crazy, you know, with like 10,000 Facebook shares and stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Nostalgia gets attention. So have you ever been scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you see like a, a toy from your childhood or a, like a clip from a show like Punky Brewster or Teddy oh. Ruckspin or, you know, something like that that you remember and it gets your attention because you're like, oh, my God, yes. So nostalgia just on its face works at getting attention. Because it brings back memories and people like that, especially in today's climate where there's so much there's so much horseshit. There's so much negativity and bickering. People like a little, you know, 30 second escape to their, you know, memories of their childhood. So every single town, it doesn't matter how rural or how urban it is, they they have some thing where people used to gather. Maybe it's a mall, a family fun center, an an amusement park, an arcade, uh, a restaurant. What, a park, whatever, that used to be around, that now isn't, but people miss it. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is for your area, and, and in Salt Lake, there's a bunch of stuff, uh, especially you know areas that are really up and coming, and there's a lot of growth. A lot of the stuff that it got torn down to make room for that growth. So think about what those things are. And so here, what I've done on my on Search Salt Lake is uh, I did an article about a mall called the Cottonwood Mall in a suburb of, of Salt Lake that everyone remembers it was like this, the second indoor mall in the country or something, but I didn't know that until I was doing this article. But everyone everyone within a certain radius would go to, to Cottonwood Mall. And it was a huge part of my childhood. Huge part. Uh, that, that's just where you went. And, and it got torn down in like uh, the, the late 2000s because they were right before the market took a crap. They were going to rebuild it and it got torn down. And then the market took a dump, and and it's just been a dirt pit ever since, like a decade of just nothing in this area. And so it's an eyesore, people miss it. And so I I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go find some photos of the, of the old Cottonwood Mall. And mm-hmm. I found them on Flickr, and I asked somebody, hey, can I use these photos in this article I'm doing if I give you credit? And they're all like, yeah. And and I just like, created my own Flickr slideshow of these, embedded it in a blog post with very minimal uh, text just using the keyword Cottonwood Mall, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the headline was, newly found photos of the Cottonwood Mall. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and it goes crazy. Every time I share that on Facebook, it goes crazy. And it, it's because people see the image and they're like, oh, my God, that's the Cottonwood Mall. I haven't seen that place in a decade or more. Mm, and, and then they're on my real estate website. Okay, they're on an article on my real estate site, and some of them naturally will wander off into other parts and go ask for a home value. They'll go look at homes. Uh, not everybody. I'd say most don't. But mm-hmm. you let your webs. you just need traffic. You just need people to get to you and then let them qualify themselves. But that gets their attention, and, and it'll grow your social following and, and grow your brand and, and everything. Um, and then just keep doing shit like that. It works.
1: You know, we were talking about <clears throat> off-air uh, kind of doing some doing some stuff about your your town being historical, getting out and doing stuff, and uh, you you spark something in my mind. And here in Walnut Creek, where I live, uh, if you walk around downtown, they have these little placards of this little number, so you can you know go to the site or call in, dial pound whatever number, and it will read to you like what happened at that site and kind of like the history of the city at that location. And so it it kind of got me thinking. I'm like, huh. That would be really cool. One, I live in the city, I think it's really some really cool history here. Um, And two, I think the people around town, that would be sticky, it'd be historical. Uh, It's highly, you know, hyper-local. It would be great for people to interact. Maybe they can start doing the same thing and it can be a game. We can all start doing it and tagging each other in it. I don't know, there's a lot of opportunities there. and I think just getting out and meeting the people, like you're saying, going down and talking to folks, doing an Instagram with them, highlighting a local business. If you're at the local donut shop and they make cat donuts, right? Take a couple of photos, you know, take a picture with them, tag them, now you're hyper-local. Now people are gonna interact, they're gonna get some business, they're gonna think of you, you can get a referral, you can maybe get a free donut, you never know, right? I don't no, know. I,
0: I'm not a big fan of cats, but I don't
1: think they should be like turned into donuts. I mean that is highly this highly this, irregular. This cat hatred of yours, I'm gonna give you a medication for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you furballs. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send you furballs. they I'm gonna disguise them as donuts. Here, Matt have a from right. I mean a donut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Dustin, let's let's uh let's close out with this. Uh actually before we do that, um I have I we've got a couple more questions, but uh, let's take a step back real quick and just share with people where they can connect with you and especially where they can grab your uh, podcast.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm on all the major social networks as you know. Massive Agent or Massive Agent Podcast. I'm I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. So you know, just plug in Massive Agent Podcast, and you know, you can find the Massive Agent Podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. You know, like Sorry. Alexa, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. Same places you find Real Estate Uncensored, I imagine, mm-hmm. and, which is a fine podcast. So uh,
0: wherever that one's
2: sold,
3: only
0: the finest. Mm. It's exactly. A beautiful vintage. Yeah. All right, uh, and then Gene, what's the best way to find and reach out and connect with you? You can't. You can't. You can't. Good. Well, that's that's what any good marketer does. <laughs> the wise <Yeah>. cameras <laughs> <maybe>? unavailable. <laughs> I am I am unhireable because I'm already <laughs> yeah. too busy with clients. <laughs> nah. Genevolby.com. Cool. All right, so Dustin, let's talk about uh, actually incorporating this into our life because here here's what happens to to most of us, you know, that that are in this world where. We're paying attention to what the influencer's saying and, and doing, right? We see what Gary Vee is doing. We see what Grant Cardone is doing. We see what all the influencers online are doing. We know we should be doing more, but we don't. We wake up every day or we wake up Monday morning. We're like, oh, I know I should do videos this week. I don't know what to do. We woke up, wake up every day and we go, all right, well, what, what content am I going to put out? And It's like every day or every week we're starting with a fresh blank sheet of paper, and that's the most intimidating thing, just like when you're a writer, you know, staring at that computer screen with a blinking cursor is like the worst thing in the world. So how do you start to put some a little bit of structure in place and maybe a little bit of planning in advance? So rather than waking up every day to a blank sheet of paper and not knowing what to do, you have some idea of what to do and maybe you have maybe some things planned out uh, or you just start building the skill set of building into your day. So I'm curious what approach you take.
2: Uh, so this, this is probably gonna appeal to a lot of people because uh, I think most people aren't very organized and, and aren't really um, big planners. I'm not really like I've had to become one, but I'm still like I still fly by the seat of my pants a lot, but i I really lean on either Trello boards to keep track of ideas mm-hmm. or my notes that you know sync between my iPhone and my Mac and my iPad. Um, and I just put ideas on there. But e- even taking a step back from that, like if you want to to go out and start a local show, just in your mind, and it doesn't have to be this crazy, detailed business plan, Just figure out what you wanna do and why you're doing it, and then just figure out, okay, if I'm gonna be doing one video a week, am I gonna be doing it myself or am I gonna hire a videographer, what am I gonna do, you know? Figure that out, Uh, when's the best day to do it, and then, you know, put that on your calendar so it becomes part of your day. And, you know, you have to start developing, uh, like taking your plan and strategy for what you want to do and fit it into your schedule and put it on the schedule so it happens. Mm beyond that like there's a million different ways you could do that but i just think you whatever it is you just have to get it on your schedule so it's part of your day it's a must and then stick to it and that's why you have to find something that that you're going to enjoy uh if you don't want to do video that's fine like maybe you start a local podcast maybe Mm -hmm. you start a a local um if you don't want to do a podcast do a flash briefing on alexa you know Mm -hmm. um do any of that stuff uh but just pick something and and be consistent with it. Uh, some people love doing voice. Some people would rather do video. Some people just want to do Instagram stories. All of it works. You just have to do it, put it on your calendar, and uh, hold yourself to it. So find something that that's, you're going to enjoy because then you can do it long-term. Yeah, that yeah, is the
1: important thing. That is the important thing. You have, you, you have to enjoy it. Don't do it because we're telling you to do it. Do it because you like it. Like, I, if, if someone told me, Greg, you have to go out there and write a blog three times a week, I would fucking shoot myself. I hate that. I'm horrible at it, I'm absolutely horrible at it. Matt has been the recipient of many of my emails and he's just like, I think a three year old with a crayon can do a better job. Um, But I mean, video is fun for me. I enjoy video, I'm comfortable in front of of video like all four of us are. So find your medium. I love that, I love how you dove into that Dustin. Dive into your medium, be honest with yourself and then really hammer it home. That's the, that's the easiest place to start right there.
2: Yep, and and you don't have to do everything, but um, I mean ideally you do. So I think agents and loan officers and humans in general who aspire for more, they just have to be honest with themselves about, are you really working hard enough? <laughs> are you really? I mean you yeah. may feel like it, but can you squeeze an extra hour out of each day by being more efficient?
1: Yeah, you can, everyone can. Yeah, wake up earlier, stay yeah. up later. You know, I actually booked into my calendar. I was honest, unhonest. I was unhonest with myself. Uh Matt's eyebrows just went vertical. <laughs> what does that word mean? You know that's not right. I don't well we don't <laughs> we don't encourage dishonesty. We excourage it. Excurrently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you are unhonest. You
1: are not a lying liar that lies. You are just no. right.
2: You are just
1: unhonest. <laughs> but I so I told myself that I was gonna do red X calls from like nine until three days a week. I started doing those calls crickets middle earth no responses i'm like well i'm not gonna i'm not I'm like, what can i do here so what i decided to do is that i did this um actually two days ago i rebooked those three days for that hour and a half to do facebook and instagram posting and or uh you know i guess stocking, air quotes for people that i can go send do send out cards to and or create um you know digital uh, content that can be, you know, I, that can make me more relevant to my hyper local neighborhoods. So uh, I booked that into my days, and I'm actually excited about it. I want to do. It. I did not want to do the calls at nine to nine to ten thirty because I, I didn't get anything. Like pissing in the wind, it did nothing for anyone. Um, pissing in the wind gets you something. Yeah, it gives you an unwanted shower. It gets no you thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay, so we talked about um,
0: interviews with local business owners. Which, by the way, just on the topic of uh, like a local podcast or a local show, guys, check out what um, Nick Sackis is doing uh, yeah, with his yeah with his Facebook group uh, for I think it's Tampa Business Spotlight, if I remember right. And, and Nick, please if you're listening and uh, and and I got it wrong, please forgive me. But the the principle is the same. Uh, Nick is doing like very simple. Easy to do Facebook Live interviews with local business owners. He's just reaching out consistently. Uh, he did that, you know, he, he knows how to grow his Facebook page, so he's got a good following on his Facebook page. And so when he reaches out and says to a local business owner, hey, I'd love to feature you on my local business page that has 40,000 fans. Would you like to do, you know, Facebook Live with me? We'll talk a little bit about your business and a little bit about what you love about the community. Uh, Super simple super easy outreach. That's an easy. Yes, I can tell you from experience That's an easy yes to get out of an influencer or a local business person Uh, And then it's just logistics from there just invite them on to the Facebook live with you Uh, Facebook is making that easier because now uh, if you're doing it like from your phone or from an iPad for example um, once you've gone live you can literally just click invite uh, if that person has a Camera or a phone, you know, with a camera built into it, and Facebook picks that up. You can just invite them right in. So it's made it a lot easier. You don't have to be quite as technologically sophisticated as Greg and I have become with uh, with the system that we use. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't use that term lightly. But we've been we've tinkered with a lot of Facebook Live. Yes,
1: stuff, we have
0: a lot of live video systems. <laughs> where I mean, outside of maybe open broadcast, which is a little bit more complex, and I didn't want to touch that. We pretty much tinker with everything else. Uh, and you don't have to do that now. That's the cool thing. So it's it's Interviewing look like local business owners has literally never been easier in the entire history of the human race. Uh, there's really no reason not to do something like that. Uh, and that because not only do you get to build an audience as you go, but you get the value of the relationship of the person that you're interviewing, which can be just as powerful, if not more, if it's the right people you're reaching out to because they can become referral partners for the next, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years. Uh, you don't need that many great referral partners to bring you 100 deals a year. Um, we um, Speaking of that, we did an interview with Jenny Woolick. We need to have her back on the show. But she remember she shared her program for getting, I think it was 50 local business owners to commit to sending her two referrals a year. How
1: did you do In exchange for
0: her. It was in exchange for her doing like social media and putting them in front of her list and doing interviews with them every month. And, you know, there's kind of a, a quid pro quo kind of situation. Like you put me in front of your, your audience, I'll put you in front of mine, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's just a structured deal. But, but at the end of the day, the goal is, hey, I, my goal for you is to send me two deals this year. And my goal is to send you, you know, X yes. amount in business or referrals. And so, you know, two qualified referrals per year.
1: Very simple. Um, very so I mean,
0: simple. that's a great. So it's brilliant too. That's the content. Yeah. yeah, it's just a great relationship strategy. So I thought that yeah. so I would throw that out there.
1: Yeah. If you guys want to, if you and if you guys are sitting there going like it's a white noise, all of a sudden like oh my god, there's so many business. How do I ask them for uh, you know how do I ask who do I ask to highlight? Let me give you the stupid simple option here. Go to Groupon. Go to your city. Find one that has a discount and say hey, can I go offer this out to my public at no cost? One hundred percent, yes, will be your response. You can go around. and You can bring value to people. But there's just an,
3: there's another way I would look at it. That too, find find an influencer. When we mm. pick somebody to do an interview for, it's not somebody that has three fans. It's somebody that has sixty seven thousand. There's yeah. a reason because they're going to want to share the content, right? And now my face is in front of more people. So
1: yeah, I did a yeah. thing uh, called Mayor Mayor of the Month. Um, I went out and I was uh, working with different mayors in different cities. So you know, twelve months, twelve mayors. And um, surprisingly, uh, a lot of the mayors were not comfortable about going on camera and talking about how awesome their city was, which blew me away. I thought
2: that's all they like to do.
1: I know. The yeah. mayor of Walnut Creek was a dick. I mean, <laughs> God, I don't know what her problem was. but I mean, The current, the current
3: cool. mayor? Let's get it out there. The current mayor? Uh, or
1: let the record I show. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> we know which way he's voting
1: next time, apparently.
3: Exactly. She's out, man.
1: All right,
0: guys. So... Uh, <laughs> So, Dustin, you are uh, you're kind of joined the EXP family, as as we have. So um, some people can reach out to you, of course, especially in your area. If they're in your tribe and they're listening to our show, reach out to you. Uh, Greg, what's the best way and uh, why would somebody want to reach out to you to talk about EXP?
1: Because I have a heart of gold, Matt, and I love to give back to people. I'm a giver. Um mm-hmm. So guys, if you guys want to talk about you know kind of how EXP works, um, if you like what Matt and I have been putting out for the last four years in content, um, we want to show you how you can make more money, spend more time with your with your family, build a passive income from just selling real estate and having the conversations you're already having put products and services, get free coaching with me when you want it in, in uh, four evenings a, a week, uh, give us a call or go to Mc, bookmcdaniel.com. That's where you can get it. So go to bookmcdaniel.com, book a time. Uh, I apologize for those of you that <laughs> I tried to book a time before. I uh, kind of screwed up my booking link and it wasn't working right. So uh, I do have my times. They are there. So go, go back to it and try it again. So my apologies, but go to bookmcdaniel.com and you'll get a time there. Awesome. And how do you bring value to the show, Matt? Where should people go rate things? Uh,
0: They should go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whichever uh, your favorite podcast app is. iTunes is definitely preferable. Uh, Go there, leave a five-star review if you really enjoyed a certain episode, especially if a guest episode jumped out at you. Uh, Make sure to thank the guest in your review. So, for example, Mm. give Dustin a shout-out. Thank him for his time, his contribution. Dustin, we really appreciate it. This was awesome. So uh, it's been great having you back on the show. Hopefully, everybody checks out the Massive Agent podcast. All that good stuff, um, gentlemen. Shall we? Uh, shall we tie a nice little bow upon this episode? Man, we got to pick a color, buddy. What color? Dude, we do. Um, I'm gonna go with fire engine red. Fire
1: engine red.
0: Specifically, yes.
1: Okay, no fire other engine- shade of red will do. Okay, I, I would never have it any other way. Fire engine, right? It is. All right, guys, we love you to pieces. Matt and I have put out over you know, but just about four years of work into this, and tens of thousands of dollars. We do it because we love you. We want to see you guys succeed at the highest level that you can. That's why we bring people like Dustin on, who have an extensive knowledge of things that you can use right now at no cost and build your business. So share the show out with people. Know that we love you, and we're going to keep bringing the show to you because we know that it's helping folks, um, and uh, it is changing lives. So. Until then, guys, have a beautiful, blessed, powerful, incredible weekend. Peace out. And then just..